You're listening to Three Kitchens, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Join your hosts, Aaron Walker, Sarah Som- Soma Sindaram, and Heather Dyer. Guess what they're cooking now? With PodPower, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a PodPower shout out to Your Forest is a podcast about the natural world. Hearing stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation, forestry, hunting, fishing, and more. This is a podcast for those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all wild things. Find Your Forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com. That's yourforestpodcast.com. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Three Kitchens Podcast. I am here uh, with Heather and Erin. Hello. And we are joined by our fellow APN Alberta Podcast Network podcasters. We're excited to have them on this episode. So welcome, Avery and Lena from Mess Hall Podcast. Hi. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. awesome to see you guys. Well, we just saw you guys yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for an Messal podcast episode. So yeah, saw you guys yesterday, and I have been binging your uh, podcast. <laughs> like Saturday so I feel like we've spent a lot of time together right. yeah. like friends like well, I'm gl- glad you turned up then and didn't get sick of us and turned up today <laughs> I want to hear them all you know when you get into a new podcast and you want to hear them all and you just like I kind of want to listen to parts of it so that I can like experience them all and then go and listen to the whole things I don't know if other people feel this way like because I don't listen necessarily to podcasts from beginning to end I pick and choose mm-hmm category and then go back and yeah yeah (laughs) yeah for sure awesome well thank you thank you for listening we've been listening (laughs) to yours too yeah it'd be like hey why is there this bump to like listening (laughs) downloads of our old episodes (laughs) (laughs) that might be us exactly so did you want to give our listeners a synopsis of your podcast and what you do and where they can find you so we do a food podcast a little bit different than your guys's like we don't usually do homemade cooking based around um, mostly packaged foods stuff that we find in the store usually a lot of candy chips a lot of kit kats mm-hmm. junk food <laughs> yeah uh, and sometimes we do savory foods as well I think we have some ideas for savory foods coming up, I hope. Oh, um, nice. We have a lot of fun doing it, and sometimes we have guests on. So, like I said, you three were over last yesterday, yesterday. and we <laughs> recorded an episode. So I'm looking forward to that. And Pi Day. Yeah, so and that's what it usually is. We take our own little spin on a theme. So with everybody here, we did Pie Day. And, you know, Pop-Tarts isn't usually a pie associated <laughs> with pie. But, you know, we fit it into the podcast somehow. And that's basically what we do. And you can find our podcast anywhere. We have it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Web. Our website. Yeah. Our website, MassHallPodcast.com, which has not been updated in probably about a year or two. <laughs> MassHallPodcast.Podbean.com. That's where you can find our latest episodes and okay. a little bit about us as well. So nice. Excellent. Yeah, that mm-hmm. Pie Day episode, all that's done is made me want to make all the pies. Yeah. <laughs> inspiring right i just i want to make a cherry pie i want to make the lemon meringue pie we were talking about i sweet potato pie that tea was delicious well i went home and i made sweet potato muffins actually (laughs) i didn't google uh pop tart homemade pop tart recipes nope that wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) and then i was like it's for the kids (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's not just the kids. <laughs> you can make one giant pop tart if you have a sheet pan big enough as well. So, oh, oh, I've seen what? <laughs> Don't tempt me. No, again, <laughs> again. Good, but homemade ones even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. Well, we think most homemade stuff is better, but that's not always the case. There's some things that can't be recreated at home mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> there have been a few tries <laughs> with that on our podcast. <laughs> Coming up this week, we're mm-hmm. celebrating St. Patrick's Day. And so we are, we are doing a St. Patrick's Day food themed podcast with the mess hall. We're bringing the pub home. That's because right. Because we're a little bit older. We're a little bit wiser. <laughs> oh, don't do this. This is sounding things. depressing. Just a little bit. I said a little. So, you know, we don't really go to the pubs anymore and drink green beer. So instead of doing that, we can celebrate at home. Yes, we can. This is the best way to celebrate. (laughs) In your jammies. With food and your jammies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We all made some version of either pub food or St. Patrick's Day inspired uh, food. Mm -hmm. None of it was green. None of it was green. That's true. Yeah, it was. I didn't really think about it until just now. Yeah. <laughs> some green in some in of the this stuff. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I suppose so. Small yeah, bits of green. It wasn't really the point of it. <laughs> there was no dye involved. Okay, so something that does turn green on St. Patrick's Uh-oh. Day. I'm sure okay. everyone knows about yeah. it. Uh, Chicago's Green River. Are we all mm-hmm. aware of this? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I just learned that uh, this is a tradition that began in 1961. And so apparently they used to put some sort of fluorescent dye into the river to detect leaks and pollution. And one of the plumbers said, hey, instead of just putting a bit of this in, we should put like a whole bunch in the river and dye it green for St. Patrick's Day. Why not? Because why not? (laughs) They put in 100 pounds of dye in the river and it was green for a week. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So today now they only put 40 pounds in and it keeps the river green for about four to five hours right it does look really cool it looks crazy so crazy i was gonna say how else do the fish know it's saint patrick's day (laughs) yeah they're drinking their version of green beer i guess Yeah. I feel like you wouldn't want to eat any of the fish in that river anyway. Yeah. But what do those fish look like on the inside after enduring years of that? <laughs> I'm going to follow up on what you just said. Okay. Because I read up a little bit more about that. Mm. I guess the recipe for the food dye is, or the river dye, I guess, <laughs> is um, guarded by a family called Butler and Rowan. And so apparently they've got this whole recipe and this this vegetable dye and, and, and they don't share it with anyone. And they're the ones who, who continue this tradition now. Why does it need to be a big oh. secret? So that only Chicago can do it. Maybe they get paid for it. Who knows? There's two secrets in the States. Dying rivers and KFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that right? They'll work it out so they can make it rainbow for dry parade. That would be fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. So other traditions, I'm just going to mention one is also from the States, Wisconsin, New London, Wisconsin. And apparently people of the city on St. Patty's Day dress up like leprechauns and they go around um, changing road signs to say New Dublin <laughs> all over the city. Nice. That's kind of cute. It is. Silly, but <laughs> like, sounds like vandalism. That's that vandalism. sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Somebody's got to clean that up after. <laughs> Yeah, that that is yeah. I don't know who does that. Spoken like a parent, I'm just like, oh, what mother has to go and clean that up? That'd be so fun to like see leprechauns sort of running around the city. Be cute. Is it kind of like seeing people dressed in stampede gear though at Stampede? <laughs> After cute. a while, it gets less cute. cute. <laughs> That's not really cute. (laughs) Maybe if they were dressed as like a cowboy leprechaun. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Throwing out gold coins. (laughs) From a bucking horse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is getting more and more fun. Is that a stampede tradition or a St. Patrick's Day tradition? We should start our own holiday. This sounds (laughs) all inclusive. I came up with International Lena Day before, but it never caught on. Oh, keep trying. Yeah. I did look up green beer and how it came about. 
I don't know, you guys have probably heard this story, but apparently the first person who wanted to make beer green used a laundry whitener. They call it blue. It's to make white laundry whiter. Right. When you put that blue into the beer, because beer is sort of an amber color, it turned it green. Right. Gross, right? Like, don't Don't they? They drank it? (laughs) Yeah, they drank it. Apparently it didn't harm anyone, but I mean, who's sorry? When was this? Is it that Generations Tide Pod Challenge? Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say the Tide Pod Challenge. I would say like a hundred years ago or more. Okay. So you yeah. see when older people say younger people are idiots for doing that, they have no rights anymore. No rights to say that. <laughs> you drank soap too. <laughs> yeah, pretty gross. Do you have any fun traditions or stories around St. Patrick's Day? I blanked them all out. Blacked them all out. out. It's hazy. (laughs) Well, you guys said that you both used to work on St. Patrick's Day mainly, right? You both worked at restaurants? I worked in some Irish pubs growing up, so I've seen a lot of Irish (laughs) in Nova Scotia. Um, mostly just wearing green a lot for us. Yeah, and just drinking. I don't have any real traditions, so. Well, now we can add pub food into the that's, tradition. That's a good tradition. It starts now. Mm. Yeah. So I sent my husband out. I said, go get a couple cans of really nice beer that screams St. Patty's Day to you, because I know nothing about beer. And he got a Guinness Hop House Lager and a Guinness Blonde. And then he handed it to me and he said, okay, it's Guinness. And I said, frankly, I don't know why they would want to mess with perfection, but apparently they've made these two (laughs) extra. So I don't know what you guys thought about it or if you've tried it as yet. We have tried it. I I actually... I read the side of the cans, uh, the 13 hops one, and it was interesting. Just different breweries want to try different things, right. going outside the traditional Guinness ways. That's just summing it up. So they came up with this. So it was all right. It had nice bittery taste if you're into that. Right. Hoppy. So, mm-hmm. and it was brewed in Ireland, or I think it was brewed in Dublin, Ireland. Isn't that right. interesting? And the other one was Maryland. Right? Yeah. And the, the Guinness Blonde was brewed in Baltimore. Oh, yeah, it says it on the label. I can see that. I actually don't like Guinness, but I liked these. I liked the blonde a lot. Yeah. I find Guinness Mm. a little bitter for my liking, but this blonde, the hop house was a little more bitter than the blonde, and I liked the blonde, but it was just a little bit of bitter at the end, but it had kind of a nice citrusy flavor. I'm from Nova Scotia. First, kind of like an upscale Keats. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And a little bitter at the end. (laughs) Yeah, I, I thought the Guinness Blonde was really good too. I like that more than the other one, but okay. they were both good. I'm not going to say no to a beer, so. <laughs> I personally would say no to a traditional Guinness. I Ooh. love Guinness. That That's some harsh stuff, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had Guinness and Strongbow mixed together? Yes, as a royal float. Yeah, that's really yeah. yummy. Yeah, we, I used to have those at Maxwell Plums and Halifax a lot, so that's really good. When we first met. (laughs) Aww. It's an Irish story. All of our stories have alcohol in them. Erin, why don't you start with your chicken? All right. So I made some chicken fingers, which then my husband told me is not pub food, and I completely disagreed with him. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, you don't go to a restaurant and eat chicken fingers. No. You go to a pub and you eat chicken fingers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know the last time I was at Teatro and had her famous chicken fingers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he didn't spend a lot of time at pubs, maybe. That's all. <laughs> I think chicken fingers is pub food. Yeah. But... yeah. So we had cooked with some marsala and it had this very sweet flavor to it. Mm. It was serpone's cremovo marsala that heather picked up so something like that so i took chicken breasts sliced them up and marinated in in the uh marsala and then i made the breading that i make for a chicken parmesan and so instead of breadcrumbs i use oats and some parmesan cheese and then i just flour eggs roll it in that fry it in the pan bake it in the oven not much else to say oh you finish baking it in the oven i see okay yeah Yeah. Get the crisp on the outside. They crisp on the outside okay from that. I would say they're probably not as good the next day. So, yeah. I thought they turned out 
awesome. We put them yeah. in the air fryer. So oh, oh cool. Fast. Yeah, I don't think any of us own such a fabulous machine as an no. air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you have all the gadgets. So we just got one a couple of months ago now. So we're still we're still using it a lot because it's new, right? Oh well, yeah. 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 I love the Marsala flavor in that, that really chicken. Mm-hmm. How long did you marinate it? In the fridge for like a day and then I popped mm-hmm. it into the freezer. And so then I brought it out of the freezer and let it thaw in the Marsala. And then so it was in there for right. quite a long time just Mm because I was doing prep ahead of time. Right. Yeah, you could really taste it. I thought it was really yummy. Maybe that's where the sweetness was coming from that I... Mm -hmm. That's exactly. It's this weird, sweet thing. After we made this chicken, what a, a couple months ago, I've been wanting to do some sort of chicken marinade with the marsala, so... Yeah. Did you add salt to the marinade? Um, I put salt in the flour when I breaded the chicken. What kind of oats did you use? Or did you puree, like process them a little bit? They seemed really... Uh, They were just quick oats. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because quick oats are kind of ground up, right? They're Well, it's not the minute oats which are a little bit finer ground and the texture is a lot more, I want to say like starchy. Mm -hmm. Right. But not the large flake because that's what I buy. Yeah. Okay. If you wanted, you could buy the large flake or the gluten-free ones and just pulse them because I've done that before when I've cooked and made these gluten-free. Something that happened like that, it all stuck together, but one of mine, there was this little pocket between the chicken and the coating, and I wanted to, like, I should have. There was a little bit of cheese that I'd fallen off my burger, sorry to give things away, what's coming up. <laughs> and I, wa- I should have put stuck the cheese in there. <laughs> there was that, yeah. that little pocket, I should have. I don't know. I thought about it, and I didn't. Oh, and I, yeah. It's a regret of mine today. <laughs> I, I should have tried that. Oh, that would have been I'm not saying they needed cheese, and there was something wrong, but just where it made that perfect pocket to stuff something in just that mm. one little piece of one of my yeah I sure that did. sounds good yeah <laughs> this is the problem is we seem to never be satisfied we're like oh that's really good and then we could do more <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely delicious my god yeah I really missed all the food today when I was thinking about it because I could have done round two today. It was so good. Yeah, I could definitely do more of those chicken fingers. I wrote this down about them. It's like a granola bar, but it's a chicken finger. <laughs> the type of granola bar that I want to take on a hike. <laughs> that coating was so good and there was like like I said, that little sweetness in there. And it seems like it's easy to make, right? If you can put that in the marinade and then just throw it in your freezer and then yeah. pull it out whenever you want to make some that'll be fantastic and I have a really good tip for breading things which I feel like Avery and Lena because they're experienced and know how to cook (laughs) are probably going to say yes that is the best way is you have to keep a wet hand and a dry hand so that your fingers don't get sticky I didn't learn that until somewhat recently and it's changed my life and I will bread things a lot more now because it doesn't goop up on your fingers. Yeah, I hate that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> like, awful. Yeah. and it's amazing because this makes so many chicken fingers and you're breading so much. And it's normally I would be at the sink washing my hands like 10 mm-hmm. times to right. make all the chicken fingers. Whereas if you keep your hands separate, you don't end up in that horribly goopy. And under your nails. And and yeah. So that's my, that's my tip on if you're breading stuff, if you don't already know it. I, I was excited when I finally did learn that. You also said something that a tip that should be done more often that I see that people don't do, but you said you season your flour, you put salt in flour. Some people don't do that. and It really bugs me. So (laughs) I like to put a lot of stuff in my flour. (laughs) So I put salt, onion powder, garlic powder, and mustard powder in my flour. Because I like to season it. And sometimes I put like paprika and cumin and chili pepper in it. And yeah, yeah. it makes a big difference. Yeah, I like it. For other pepper. things you're talking about? Oh, or yeah. For the chicken fingers. Oh, okay. Oh, and well, anything. Yeah. Season your flour before when you're breading stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Sarah, tell us about your burger. That <laughs> so I, it was I mean, not a, I'm going to put it out there that it was not a slider. That was like a burger. No. Okay. Let's size burger. Let's, let's talk about this first. <laughs> At ATB, we make banking work for you. With expert and practical advice in everyday banking and investment planning expertise and management services with ATB Wealth, you can be confident that you're making smart choices when it comes to your money. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. 
For more information, visit atb.com. Okay, I made a Korean burger. I, I, I made a bulgogi burger. So if you guys have had Korean barbecue, I just wanted all those flavors inside a burger. You didn't think it was slider? I, I did make them smaller. It no? was big. I think the bun was kind of small, but the well, patty was big. They were thick patties though, weren't they? So anyway, I got the recipe for the burger from Once Upon a Chef, the recipe is called Korean style beef bulgogi burger and so I did everything that he said for the ingredients which was soy sauce sesame oil brown sugar red pepper flakes ground ginger ground garlic and then 85 actually 80 20 ground beef that I got from master meats it was chuck beef mm. and um, green onions and then they said to put like a slice of white bread to cut it up and to soak it and to put it into the mix. I didn't do that. I went for a quarter cup of panko crumbs mm -hmm. and I doubled this recipe. So quarter okay. cup for double of this recipe because I, I have a lot of frozen burger patties in my freezer now. <laughs> you can over here, we'll enjoy them. <laughs> awesome. If you don't have enough Me freezer too. space, we can all help you yeah. out. <laughs> so traditionally, I, I would have wanted to use a slider bun, which I'm very used to buying, I guess, over the summer. But apparently these grocery stores don't sell them outside of the summer. So that's why I shaped them the size that I shaped them. I was okay. trying to get these slider buns, but I couldn't find any. So I got dinner rolls okay, and then cut them in half. So they were a little kind of short and well, you could have just and... made your own bun. And I know, like funny. what the heck? Okay, right. So then I actually considered making green buns because, oh, you know, I like oh. making weird. But then it just, my week was not working out for me. Onion and kimchi, I fried it up. Okay. And I sort of pressed the burger into it as I was cooking it. Oh. Okay, so I didn't do this on a grill. I did this on a griddle on my barbecue. Mm. And I press it and make sure your griddle is not too hot because otherwise the onions will burn. And then I flipped it over and I put, sorry guys, I know there are two schools of thoughts on cheese with burgers. Some people like the good cheese. I love craft cheese on a burger. I, I just think the best yeah. burgers have craft cheese on it. Threw that on and then I made a gochujang butter. So I took some gochujang paste. And I mixed it in with the butter and then I put that on the buns mm. and put that all together and that's what you guys ate. Wow. <laughs> so again, I put these in the air fryer, but what I did was I took the cheese off before I did it. Right. And the layer of onions act yeah. like almost like a perfect way to get that cheese off. And it was so good. I did We added the cheese after. Like, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> but then I wrote down on my notes here green onions and I didn't want to ruin your burger like everybody else did so that was part of the green for St. Patrick well, so. good stuff <laughs> yes it was in there <laughs> the Irish was in there it, they were delicious I really enjoyed it and I also thought it was a good bun to burger ratio like for me more meat less yes bread, so. I'm the same way on a burger. <laughs> Sometimes you just get burgers and there's so much bun that it just encompasses like the whole burger and yeah. bread. So it was making the burger stand out more than the bun. So I liked it. It was so beefy. Like I know that's a ridiculous thing to say about a beef burger. Like it had such a delicious beef flavor. Like like mm. all the other stuff didn't take from the beef as well. It just all complemented it. Like the onion and nice. beef. Like yeah, I do know that's a, a ridiculous thing to say about something <laughs> beef, but it it just it really the burger really like crisped through that it came out if that yeah. makes sense what I'm saying it was I think it does because sometimes you go to a restaurant and order a different burger and then all you taste are the things they add into the meat and not the meat itself I I 100% agree but it complemented it it didn't yeah. take from the beefiness which yeah I don't know what it is these days but I'm craving beef so it's uh, <laughs> I'm it's because it's so expensive. Yeah. yeah. It's like the universe is messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> I I do want to give a shout out to Master Meats who I went to visit and they helped me pick out the best ground beef for burgers. 
And okay. it is Chuck Burger. It's apparently supposed to be good because it automatically, not automatic, but it naturally has that 80 20. Um, so 80% lean meat, 20% fatty meat. Master Meats is awesome. They have a great selection. It's just nice to go in there and see it. Yeah. And they're it's, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I will say, I, I'm one of those people who likes real cheese. I don't like the right. whatever you call Kraft. that craft. American cheese. Plastic cheese. I was like, cheese. I know Sarah <laughs> likes that cheese. And I and here she put it on my burger. <laughs> um, it was still it was still a really delicious burger and I ate I didn't like pull it off or anything but right. I would have loved like our actual real like sharp nice. cheddar or something on there but it's not my favorite cheese so that's a good question to go around and so okay Heather likes the real stuff I like the American cheese what about you guys I think we're split here I like real cheese sorry <laughs> But I still ate it. I don't like detest it or anything, but I like Yeah. It. I grew up yeah. on cheese slices, so I love them. I don't have them often here. I don't right. know if we bought them. Never let me buy them. <laughs> Our friends moved and yeah. they had a bunch in their fridge and we got them. <laughs> that uh, cheese whiz, um, I do enjoy, but I don't have it often, so I really enjoyed it on the burger. I, I, I think like a barbecue burger with a slice of cheese on it is just, and just ketchup on a bun is heaven. Right. Erin, mm. what about you? I like the processed cheese, and I like the real oh, okay. cheese. I'll, I'll take both, but what I liked in your burger, and, and I don't know if it was because the way I heated it up, but it turned into like a sauce on top of the burger instead of it really being cheese it was like a sauce that was like kind of dripping off my burger Mm -hmm. and kind of into the burger I don't know so I really liked the fake cheese on the burger (laughs) yeah I love how you call it fake and Sarah calls it American (laughs) well the reason I don't know how much it's mostly plastic I think yeah uh, I think it might be (laughs) I think it's mostly milk it's mostly delicious (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> my my husband does not like that stuff on his burger he doesn't understand why i don't put real so i would for him i remember what i call the dark ages of our podcast before i was part of it and it was just avery and he would interview people and you know that question a lot didn't you because i remember a lot of like especially like chef people <laughs> like cook, like the american cheese it's yeah like people you wouldn't necessarily think mm. so. yeah and it's be- i heard it's because of the way it stays on the burger yeah and mm. it kind of just sort of folds over the burger yeah um right am i right yeah it does for sure <laughs> heather will give it that it folds <laughs> it looks nice it like yeah. stays on there. It's not greasy. It tastes no. good. Well, <laughs> it's fine. I love I love the burger. Put awesome. whatever cheese you want on it. I'm still going to eat the burger that you make. Yeah. It's yeah. still I love delicious. the kimchi in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like, wow. I really. But I- it was fried. So it wasn't very pungent. No, but it wanted was to that, that flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know how when I have a lettuce wrap and I put everything in a like from Korean barbecue into it, I wanted all those flavors in that burger, right? So that's why I added that little kimchi on and the onions. As I think well. we succeeded on that. That was great. Awesome. Yep, mm-hmm. that was that was fantastic. Yeah, Heather, what did you make? Okay, um, so I made pakora. The recipe ah. is called crispy mixed vegetable pakora, and I found it on a website called I Need to Eat. Need spelled K N E A D. I need, I need to, to write eat. this down. Yeah, <laughs> because and we'll have the link. We'll post the links and everything. So pakora is one of my favorite. Like if you're going to talk like a deep fried finger food snack I love them but I've never made them before and I wasn't really sure there's so many different ways there's so many different things you can put into them I mean there sometimes there's meat sometimes they're veg sometimes like so I kind of just had to close my eyes and pick like (laughs) pick a recipe because I I do I it was overwhelming almost the the variations and the different spices and the different ways you can anyway I think you picked a winner (laughs) yeah this, so this recipe is grated potato, chopped spinach, um, sliced onion, finely chopped chili pepper. I used jalapeno because that's what I happen to have. And cilantro. And Aaron, I left the cilantro out 
of yours. I did yours first. Then I, and I texted you. In. I love you. <laughs> Cause I, as I was looking at everything and I was like, Oh no, that looks like it's going to be a heavy hit of cilantro. And Aaron's like one of those weird people who thinks it tastes terrible. I'm like sad so, about um, it. I'm sad about it. I, I always try it in hopes that it's not going <laughs> to make me gay. <laughs> uh, and then I, I didn't know if Lena and Avery were cilantro super taster people as well. And I was like, oh no, well, I'll just hope for the best. Oh, we, we super like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. And we're dressing okay. Aaron right now. Hard. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what you do is you take chickpea flour and you season it. So we're talking about seasoning flour. You season it with salt, uh, chili powder, chat masala, and coriander powder. The one thing I didn't have was coriander powder and I couldn't find it when I went and I was like, eh, forget it. So it did not have the coriander powder, which maybe is a good thing anyways. Right, Aaron? Oh, actually I do like coriander powder. I like, I will, oh. I can eat coriander. Yeah. It's just it's the leaf. Just not stuff. the fresh stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you mix that with just enough water. You kind of have to feel it out. You're getting it almost like a paste. They call it in the recipe, they call it a batter, mm -hmm. but you don't okay. want it too thin or it's not going to actually, because vegetables have moisture, right? And once you put all your, you have this big bowl of veggies of potato and onion and spinach and whatever, and you put that in there and it, to this little bit of what looks kind of like a paste. I was like, oh no, is this even gonna, how does this work? It's not okay. really a batter. Oh, so interesting. I used my hands and I just like kept mixing and mixing and mixing until it kind of like, because the vegetables have moisture, it kind of spreads it around a bit. It was a bit of an experiment at first because I thought this doesn't look like, <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna go, but it works. So then you're just taking like maybe two spoons you know, and do like a little, get a little scoop, put it in your deep fry oil and somehow it holds together and just kind of flip it over and then pull it out. It's super quick. You just can't do a whole bunch at once because they'll stick together. Right. right. So it's a lot of time mm -hmm. standing over the pot. Yeah. And did you use coconut oil to fry it? I did. You could taste that, right? Such a good, okay. Are we even going into opinion? Because you yeah. have to talk about your chutney salsa. Something <laughs> <laughs> more about frying in coconut oil though. <laughs> Okay, well, let me quickly go. I'll go through the chutney and then we can talk about all of it. This recipe in I need to eat.com has a yogurt with chopped chilies in it kind of dip. I mixed up a little bit of it and I was like, nah, I didn't really like it. So I scrapped that idea and I found a recipe on Serious Eats for mango chutney. So mango chutney, you can find, again, an overwhelming number of recipes and you just kind of <laughs> have to pick one. And so I actually picked one that kind of went with what I happened to have because there's some variety and stuff. I had all the ingredients, so that's what I went with, which is red pepper flakes, onion, ginger, garlic, mango, sugar, white vinegar, garam masala. Am I saying that right? Or is it mm -hmm. garam masala? Garam, garam. Garam, garam. garam masala, salt, garam. and mustard seeds. And um, raisins. And I knew that Sarah was not a <laughs> she fan. She got me but... back with the raisins. <laughs> <laughs> but I like raisins in chutney. And I just thought, you know what? They're big enough that she can avoid <laughs> I, them. <laughs> and I, I, they were big enough that you could pick them out. So yeah. you got so me back I, for I'm the sorry. processed cheese. No, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Heather likes okay. me more. That's okay. why she took out the cilantro. Oh, she doesn't like <laughs> No, I just didn't think you'd be able to pick it out. Whereas the raisins no, could be you, picked you out. You can't pick it that out. That was the only thing. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, it, <sighs> that was so amazing, Heather. I have to make it again, but I have one question. Do you think that you could make this in an air fryer or no way? I've never used batter? an air fryer. I have no idea. Okay, what about you guys, Lena yeah. and Avery? You can... They wouldn't have been the same. Okay. I loved the like deep fry flavor, oh, of, so which good. balanced with like vegetables, right? Like refreshing. So I don't, an air fryer just, it wouldn't have that flavor. Right. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It needs that, it, the oil flavor. And I didn't realize it was coconut oil, but it just, it uh, needed it. Like, but they were good reheated in the air fryer. Just... Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um, now, I don't know, Sarah. I wrote down chutney. My my thing just goes raisins and a big exclamation mark because I, <laughs> I loved them. And I was like, hey. 
want to say like mincemeat, like pie, you know, the filling and it has yeah. like green on it. I don't know. I loved it. I loved the chutney with it. We had a little bit of chutney left after them and I just ate it by the spoonful. So, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Delicious. They're just like, because I felt like mm, deep fried, but then I'm like, oh, there's vegetables. Like it's all balanced again. Yeah. That word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought they were like really nice, light and fluffy, which was really good. And then I'm not a huge fan of mango, so it was I wrote down it's finally a way that I can tolerate mango with the chutney. <laughs> um and it's not that the chutney was bad. I just don't like mango that much. Mm-hmm. But this I, I had like mostly the raisins and the flavor in there was really good. So it was amazing, yeah. Mm, so good. I just I couldn't believe how fast they disappeared. <laughs> Like I, yeah. I just you, just you yourself. Just, oh yeah, I, oh. it all went into the fridge, and I told everyone, "Don't touch that. It's work food." <laughs> and I was, I think I started heating everything up at ten thirty this morning because I was just so damn excited for lunch. <laughs> So I just started snacking on it through the day and like I heated up a few and then ate them and then I heated up a few more and then I ate and then they were gone and I was really sad. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that mango chutney with the Mm. flavors in there. I don't know. Mm. Everything all together was just thank you so much for leaving the cilantro out. I probably (laughs) would have suffered through a couple. Maybe I can turn it off or (laughs) turn the gene off. It hasn't worked yet, but I'll still always try. Although I choose not to if I don't have to. But so it was it was really, really I don't think that I don't think that you need the cilantro in there. I love cilantro in anything. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna put that in. But I think it's just as good without the cilantro. If that's yeah. not your thing, right? I think also you could make it with peach since you're not a fan of mango. You're right about the chutney. I think it could be anything. It's like yeah, kind of like sweet. a salsa. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a salsa, yeah. Although you got Avery to eat mango and spinach, which I've been trying most of my marriage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you couldn't really, I bet if you tried, you couldn't really pick the spinach. Like you couldn't say there's spinach in there. It no. was like, it kind of disappears into into it right but you could taste the coconut which is what i love because it was so subtle but it was there i loved that that was like oh coconut oil i should go get some coconut oil yeah you know what i like i kind of discovered this recently when i did cannoli because it was like oh i'm gonna be deep frying all these pastries and i hate that smell and i have a gas stove and it ends up being kind of smoky and like i always find it really hard to keep the temperature right and but I had a big tub of the coconut oil that I had bought at Superstore, like the giant organic tub, because it was on sale. And I was like, oh, I'll grab that. And I found it was less smelly and easier to maintain oh. the temperature in my pot on my stove. Okay. Hmm. Like it just seemed to work. So I thought, I'm just going to do that again and hope it tastes okay with pakora the way it did with the cannoli. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. it seemed to work. So I think that'll be my deep fry oil of choice. And so was this easy to make then? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and also I doubled the recipe it doesn't it said something like it said eight servings and I was like if that's like one each like well yeah, take each or something no that's not enough <laughs> yeah I did make one comment though. Lena makes a chicken with the mango chutney and I told her this was wrong because it's two different dishes and she's <laughs> both podcasts forever. <laughs> Oh, so smart. Let's go down the chicken too. <laughs> it was. I ate it. I ate it with the chicken. <laughs> I had the three together, the chicken and the pakora and the chutney all together. Yeah. yeah. And I had a leftover plant-based burger from my weekend and I put the ch- uh, chutney on that as well. And it was nice. delicious. Nice. Put it on everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. Okay, and then, so all these savory foods, and then for dessert, yes. So, you guys made stuff from scratch. We stuck with our kind of, like, mess hall brand of packaged food. Right. (laughs) Stuck with that. Just, we thought about it, but we're like, let's, because we did pie day, we made whoopie pie inspired, we'll say, because we cooked the cake in the cake pop maker which is new for us to have so I made a chocolate fudge Duncan Hines cake and instead of the water and eggs because we don't bake with eggs here too much um, okay we replaced it with Guinness so I still put the oil in and the Guinness 
Oh, cool. Yeah, because I've used soda water in a cake mix before. Right. It helps instead of the egg or like it helps with the egg. So I'm playing around with that. And I thought Guinness might do the same thing. <laughs> and I just eyeballed how much I thought. I think I used half a can, just okay. like cake batter like. Right. <laughs> and then we actually had leftover frosting from one of our podcasts. So just white frosting. <laughs> That's what I think it was called. White frosting. <laughs> <laughs> white and I'm like I'm going for it we mixed Bailey's um and I'm like if I cut this cake pop it's gonna crumble so Avery you want to tell me how your idea or you can contribute yeah so I thought if I put the uh frosting into my meat injector and then just injected the the cake balls yeah that's what we did we used a meat injector just to inject it like a donut almost so that's so cool so now I made afraid of it not working out so we made half cake pops and half I made whoopie pies just in the oven in case it didn't work in the cake pop or in case the oven didn't work out so we only had one fresh like filled right from the cake pop maker and I forgot to save some to try like the next day and then (laughs) I was like so yeah you guys will have to tell me if they got hard or just fell apart or whatever because I worried about that They were so good. So good. good. What a genius idea. I want to know how a cake pop maker works. Is it like an oven? No, it's like a... Like a sandwich maker almost? Like like a George Norman grill almost? Oh, I see. Like a waffle maker kind of. Oh. Half circles and we scooped the cake mix in and then put the lid on and then. Okay. Oh, cool. That's, I, I want one now. (laughs) I really want one. (laughs) How do you not make cake pops every single day? Like I would be making every kind I could think of. Well, I've started doing TikTok videos because, uh, you know, that's what every 40-year-old is doing. Um, <laughs> I, I just, like, put stuff in the cake pop maker. So, like, I've done rice balls in there and then I've done pierogies. Like, I just put pierogies in there and see how they've turned out. What? Oh, fun. What's your what's your TikTok handle? I just mess all podcasts. Oh, oh okay. okay. Let's all look it up. That sounds fun. Yeah. So then tomorrow I think I'm going to do either beer bread or macaroni I got it at Value Village. It's a President's Choice brand, and it's it's red, (laughs) um, which has nothing to do with it, but it looked cute because it's red. So it was regular six dollars, regularly six dollars, but I. I had a 50% off coupon, so it cost $3. What? So it was investment nice. dollars. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of secondhand ones. So, oh, you might oh okay. Use it a lot, but just so you know, like <laughs> if you want one, look secondhand. Who would give that up? Somebody who knew you know, they had to. New Year's Day resolutions. <laughs> new, Year day, new, Year day, new Year's Day resolutions well, that you know, don't work I mean, out. Really? cornbread in it one time as well so cornbread balls they were delicious <laughs> oh i bet and i think summer will use it more because you don't have to turn on the oven so yeah the dessert was so good really chocolatey i totally tasted the baileys i'm not sure i tasted the guinness i am but Oh, I did. I oh, really yeah. noticed it. But it was so good. and Maybe because it's that strong flavor that I don't like to drink in a glass, but I have now found the way that I like Guinness. <laughs> Put it in chocolate cake. Oh my yeah. God, it was so good. So good. Yeah. Oh, yummy. Recipes out there for Guinness cake. So oh. <laughs> if you can make it from scratch, that is doable. We just... Wanted to do it a mess hallway. Mess hallway, yeah. <laughs> but so smart, too. So what smart. a smart way to elevate or switch oh, yeah. up a box of cake mix, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't, you don't need to do it from scratch. Oh, I made this yeah. and I substituted this into my recipe. That's all you have to say. It sounds <laughs> seamless. <laughs> I'm just curious about the eggs and Guinness substitution. So what does that do? I, I'm not a baker, so I don't know these things. It's really hard to substitute eggs in a lot of baked goods. And it's something I really try to do because of allergies here. Um, right. Even though I wasn't baking for my son this time, but... I know that the soda water, there's like carbonation in it and the bubbles will kind of help. What's the word I'm looking for? Levitate. Levitate? Levitate. 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 Yeah, levitate. Levitate. It's not floating above things. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. That's, that's what the right. Guinness is. You're cooking with something other than Guinness if you're levitating. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I just thought Guinness might do the same. I think that's brilliant. Kind of dry with this soda water. So I still, so I kept the oil in this mm-hmm. one to see if that would make a difference. And I think it did because I made a vanilla cake with soda water a couple of weeks ago. And it just kind of, although it tasted good, it kind of crumbled or it made cupcakes and they kind of crumbled. So I, mm. it's something I'm playing around with. Right. I got the recipe first to add a whole can of pop to a cake mix. And that was just mm. way too sweet. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I tried soda water and now Guinness. And we'll see what other car carbonated kombucha a kombucha cake at some point we'll see who knows so Mm. good it was so good yeah I really liked the taste of the Guinness with the chocolate Mm -hmm. because it reminded me of dark chocolate because dark chocolate's got that bitter little bit of undertone with the chocolate and so it just I don't know for me it just made that chocolate chocolatier tasting if that makes sense I really liked that and then the it all held together well for me because it stayed in the fridge mm-hmm. overnight and stuff it I wouldn't have known that you hadn't have used all the stuff you would use in a cake mix it wasn't crumbly or anything okay, good. No. yeah no and I the think icing. that was good. Oh, yeah. and when you had it all together oh yeah I just think it worked so well there's so a reason mm-hmm. there you mm-hmm. can find recipes for a Guinness cake with Bailey's icing it's because the combination is so good yeah so tasty I love and that so Irish perfect. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> the only I should have made the icing green. Didn't take away from it. It was nope. still great for St. Patty's Day. And that'd be so easy. Awesome. You could just add in some some green dye and you would it would totally or laundry soap. <laughs> or or laundry <laughs> soap. <laughs> That's in my mind now. <laughs> okay. So we've got questions for you. We're putting you in the spotlight. I have a couple. Would you guys be game to do that for us? Yes. Awesome. Hold my hand. I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. What is one thing you will you refuse to eat? Mayo for me. I just hate mango. I hate the look of it. I hate the taste of it. I hate it. <laughs> but I did have mango today because I wanted to. But usually I uh, stick away from it. And really, one food that I will not try. And I'll try almost anything. Chicken feet. I can't do chicken. Chicken feet. I don't think I'd want to eat chicken feet either. Who would you say is your favorite celebrity chef? Iron Chef France. (laughs) From the old Iron Chef show. Yeah. Like the original Iron Chef show. I'd love to meet him. There you go. You know, I don't know. It's been so long since we had the Food Network that I'm actually just drawing a blank. We got rid of cable a while ago. But I mean, I kind of always liked Duff, the baker guy. I, he has, but I just kind of liked yeah. his bald head. Yeah, I thought he was cute. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cook reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who's more likely to cook spontaneously without any sort of planning? Probably me. Lena seems to have a, a plan when she goes in. I'll just see. If Lena just says we have chicken, then I'll just make something with chicken. So I'm obsessed with food so that when I'm eating dinner on one day, I'm I'm thinking, what am I going to eat tomorrow? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already thinking I'm eating lunch and thinking what I'm going to cook for. Like I always and I'm very like driven by what my craving is. So right. I have, what am I craving? I, and like I can't plan too much in advance, but usually I did. Like I think I'll feel like chicken or, and then I'll pull that out and go from there. So and I don't know what Avery does. I mean, Avery and planning are not two words that come <laughs> together in a sentence for anything. So <laughs> Okay, what about a final meal? This could be your on death row. This could be, uh, I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> presume how you end up choosing your final meal, but probably I've killed Avery <laughs> in a fit of. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I go with what my craving is. So mm. it's hard to say because what would I be craving then? Right. And I want to say it would be something really deep fried because often. I'm put off by deep frying because I feel really bad and gross afterwards. Mm. I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. Like I'm not going to feel like I'm not going to be even like, oh, my stomach's upset as I'm being electrocuted. Or right. (laughs) That's the least of your worries. like not have to deal with having that like greasy feeling if I'm going to die anyway. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Probably Korean fried chicken is what I'd say today. Oh yeah. I I have put some. Because I've thought about it a lot. <laughs> I've been Sorry. asked before. But uh, my mom's homemade spaghetti, but 
she has to cook it the day before so we can have the leftovers the next day with it like sit the sauce sitting in with spaghetti and then fried in the frying pan. Oh, oh. And, and white bread with it as well so <laughs> yeah because we often have the whole wheat now so yeah. That's yeah, so funny because exactly. you both are trained chefs, and that sounds like you just want your mom's home cooked memory. Yeah. Not the fancy stuff. <laughs> the fancy stuff. I don't know. We went through that, and now we're, but we don't eat actually so much processed food, even though that's what our podcast is. Don't tell our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I think just, yeah, but homemade food, homemade. We're home chefs now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Comfort food. Yeah. All right. Because we just did the episode on pie day if you're gonna go for a dessert is it pie or is it cake i'm very in the moment craving <laughs> i crave everything i i think cake no no pie i don't know i, <laughs> I have a little piece of both <laughs> that is what i want a little bit of both okay i, I, I think that's fair <laughs> i like to eat I'm going pie unless it's ice cream cake. Oh, very specific. <laughs> thought about this a lot. I, I feel like. Okay, so tomorrow comes and you can only pick food from one country that you have to eat for the rest of your life. Which country is it going to be? What cuisine is it going to be? Probably, uh, probably Italy. Um, I'm going to say, and it's going to sound, I don't know, but I'm going to say Canada because Canadian food is such a melding pod of other cultures. <laughs> that's <laughs> cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> oh, I, I can't like, believe you. Th- oh, that, see? Because I like everything from a clubhouse sandwich to like pasta or ginger beef, which is very Canadian. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I'm going to go with Canadian food. Oh, and- that is such a job. Uh, I should have made... <laughs> Okay, next time I ask that question, I'm going to say, don't say Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny on St. Patrick's Day, though, I laughed and I'm like, Italy, and I like laughed. And then I'm like, oh, they don't eat a lot of potatoes and potato is my favorite food. (laughs) And I'm like, then is it Irish food? Like, (laughs) I know if I don't eat one food, I choose potatoes, but... Oh, wow. Interesting. Well, you should have picked Canadian because they have Italian and they have potatoes. Darn yeah. it. <laughs> We're all hungry again and it's bedtime. <laughs> well, I think this wraps us up. That was really fun. Thanks for having us. It was a yeah. blast. I feel like I'm like talking to friends. Like you guys are so <laughs> You absolutely yeah. are. Totally. That's yeah. why. I talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> So You're when, welcome to join us anytime. Come back. Yeah. We'll take you up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> when do four weeks? <laughs> do you want to tell the listeners when your new episodes come out usually? Uh every two weeks the MSL podcast comes out. So the next time will be on the sixteenth of March. And then I think it's two the, weeks after yeah. that. <laughs> What's that, the 30th of March? So I have no idea what we're having coming up. but um, After Pi Day. Yeah. Well, we have Pi Day coming out with you ladies on the 16th. Uh, mm-hmm. I have no idea because I don't plan anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We had, Maybe you should field this one, Lena. <laughs> like breakfast pastries. We have snack cakes coming up. Maybe Oreo stuff. Like <laughs> Nice. So, A bunch of stuff. Ooh, yeah. Oreo stuff. Yeah, Oreo. I love Oreos. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. This yeah. was so much fun. Thank mm-hmm. you. And I'm just hungrier now in the end. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go get a cake pop maker and yeah. we're going to make those cakes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a business expense, Heather. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And now for the fine print. We at Three Kitchens gratefully acknowledge we are telling these stories in the traditional territories of the Treaty 7 Nations in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. We honor the rich tradition of oral storytellers on this land who have come before us. You can find pictures and recipe links on Instagram and Facebook at Three Kitchens Podcast. If you like and subscribe on your podcast player, that helps more people find us. Check out the Mess Hall Podcast.